wait, what did you say? Johnny Depp versus the Sun. What? The Sun UK. The Sun yeah, is like Johnny, a tabloid. Johnny Depp sued the uh, the Sun for shining mm-hmm. too bright in the summer. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dyson. I'm joined as always by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. It's with a P, Teddy Ruck's pin. <laughs> we write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Appreciate the education today. I thought you meant your name. I was so confused as to where you were going with that. <laughs> Danae with a silent P. That's right. It's like it's like the pasta. It's uh it's it's like spelled like the pasta pronounced like Danae. Uh, Panay mm-hmm. Hughes. Panay Hughes. Panay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Panay. exactly. Uh, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the new year. Welcome to 2021. Yay. Yay. <laughs> you sound like me. <laughs> yeah. We're only, well, this is only like, what's well, like your first day, I guess, at work in the new year. Yeah. So. Yeah. It is the Monday of the Doesn't new year. Doesn't quite feel like the new year. Yeah. Yeah. We're a few days into the new year, right. and I'm already wondering if I should delete Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote my first 21 <laughs> when I titled the recording this morning. So, because I always do the date. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's my first. That's my first 21. Yeah. I had a couple spreadsheets. I had to put a 21 in, uh, keeping track I, of I, movies and stuff. I think I have a checkbook I could get out and just for fun <laughs> write a fake check. That used to be check. the thing, right? That mm. used to be the thing is writing the wrong date on your checks. And it's like, who writes mm-hmm. checks anymore? Uh, and yes, Nobody I know cares. people do, but I'm just no, saying. We don't th- I was going to say, we have, we have, I know we have like one, we write one person, we write one too, but mm-hmm. uh, not on a regular basis. I, I don't think people care about checks anymore because Justin had to write a check for something i think it was when he renewed his license or something like that and he pulled out his checkbook that has an address from like 13 years ago still on it that's how few checks he just does not use them and they didn't care like how do you not care that the address is like over a decade old i don't know they don't a a lot a lot of places aren't taking them anymore either so yeah i know pizza places quit taking them which that makes sense because i i remember writing hot checks to pizza places back in the <gasps> day so. jonathan, jonathan how well that makes it you. sound that makes it sound shadier <laughs> than it really was no, what do you mean? no that is like ultimate shade there is no shadier <laughs> yeah, than it is like you straight up well stole the money pizza. You, you are the Leo money DiCaprio. was there the next day catch me if i can uh, catch me if you can no. <laughs> it's the it's like the it's no it's like the night before the money deposit oh, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's why i'm saying it's not really a hot check but it's just the money's technically not in oh, there yet <laughs> which is the definition of a i know hot check. but the money would eventually be in there so it's not like sure. my my check's not bouncing it's just ricocheting there's a by difference the time, by the time it clears the money's in the account you're hoping yeah, yeah right you're exactly hoping. Yeah, fingers you're crossed ho- Hey guys, pizza guys, you need to be the first ones in line because if you're not, then my other purchase might <laughs> come Dude, in first. That's, that is the thing about checks that, that people who've never lived with them don't realize is the balancing aspect of it was a real thing because people could wait to cash checks. So you couldn't go by your balance in your bank account. You had to go by the balance on your checkbook. And that that's a whole I different was mindset. I was watching a movie from, I think it was like from 89 and the character calls into the bank to see how much money is in his account. And I was like, oh, I remember that. Like now you can just go online or, you know, go on your app. 
right and immediately see but like you sometimes you didn't know or you had to like go to an atm and get a receipt just so you oh, knew yeah. how much was in there yep well we are we are as always glad to bring you the old people talk about what it used to be like a uh, portion of the uh, the program remember um, maps <laughs> <laughs> let's like talk about pa- those paper maps where you yes, had to dora I look do. at a line <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, well, let's talk about some videos. Let's get into uh, some some behind the scenes sin action. Uh, let's start it off with sin, sin action. Sin side scoop. What's he building in there? Uh, Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending in general. And we finished up our Insta-Sin of Mandalorian Season 2 with the rescue. And I guess you know this going into Behind the Sins podcast. But we spoilers! W- we will Sorry. be spoiling things. Uh, I just felt, you know... You have to know. More We're spoil it. Uh, pressure to say it this with is, this one just because of the big thing at the end. I think but, you meant yeah. the Master Bator Lorian. Yes. Yes. I master think that is. Bate Lore. I don't know. <laughs> good, okay. Good, okay. Good, uh, yeah. Lori, we apologize orgasm, that you had to hear that. The Mangor Gazorium. Yeah. It's really hard to do this without it. <laughs> this is why we don't live sin live sin <laughs> yeah we call it a fangasm can't we just say fangasm. the fangasm like you know what it is what yeah it let's is. talk about oh, that, that. would have been easier yeah yeah this was a fun one um i was the lead writer on this one and it was the most pressure i think i felt since oh my gosh it's been a long time i feel mm-hmm. a lot of pressure to deliver on like obviously the main channel uh scripts i i feel an immense amount of pressure whenever i'm up on uh up on the stage for that so to speak not that the audience at large knows that any of us are writing on it like but right. oh, i i know i know that i'm i need to perform on like tv sins i can just half ass it let's just be honest um <laughs> do not you turn in great script. maybe maybe you should do that on all your scripts maybe you should just throw caution to the wind no but this was this was a different level of pressure because it's it's was the final it's the finale of the season and such a huge reveal. Um, and, and and we're doing this really interesting thing on the channel. And it's like this, I don't know, that everything needed to come together perfectly. So I, I put a lot of pressure on myself, I have to tell you. And thank God for Aaron. I was able to really lean into Aaron uh, there in that day. Uh, but it was a, pretty much putting that script together was an entire 12-hour experience. Um, not, not like... 12 hours nonstop working, but constantly being at the computer so that when one person got their notes in, I could turn it around as fast as possible Yeah. so that we could get it wrapped up before Christmas um, and, and while people so, were going on break. And also to try to figure out this fangasm moment. Yeah. Did you feel like 12 after 12 hours, you felt like the woman in Ted that was... <laughs> Working at the cash register. Take a drink. Jonathan has Wait. referenced the outtakes. <laughs> That's why I, I, re- re- I referenced the outtakes in the first second. Yeah, so. no, totally. Yeah. 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 She was standing on those shoes all day. You said oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, it did feel like that, but I, I felt much better by the end of it because I, I was really proud of what we did. And also it wasn't just one person, you know, it wasn't just a two person script. Everybody had contributions to this mm-hmm. one. Um, so, and I think everybody was really invested in it being a really great final piece. So, uh, yeah, the pressure was on and it was a lot, but it was, I really love what we did for this one. Yeah. So Danae did, uh, was lead 
on this script and uh, Barrett wrote with her. So it was a huge share script. Uh, and then Jonathan shadowed and had some input. And then I just came in from the balcony and was like, I want stuff to say stuff too. And so we all Which just kind of. Really, it was really good though, because this is the last moment, like for example, for Aaron, you know, just making sure that the dim droid stayed throughout so that it kind of became uh, this seasonal thing that we did where mm-hmm. Sins that we created early on are still kind of peppered in in the finale, yeah. which gives it a really fun flavor because it's it's almost like one long script right. in a way. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. there's some continuity that's really fun. And without all of us weighing in, I I don't I know it wouldn't have been the same. And I I like I said I just I think it was a lot of fun. This is one of my favorite TV sins uh, videos that we've ever done. I think. Yeah. It was. It was a ton of fun. Um, let's talk about the show itself and how we felt about uh, season two finishing off. I thought it was a great uh, way to finish what they were doing. I was surprised that they went, f- you know, full Luke Skywalker. I was like, I was expecting somebody like from Clone Wars or like Ezra or somebody like that. And mm-hmm. just to go full Luke, like I was like, wow, that's that's because that is, you know, that's bold. And well, and I think that's you know that's what cl- that's it's that wasn't really a cliffhanger. I guess it was like the end to a to mm-hmm. a story. But right. uh, yeah, that's you know that's fun when TV shows do stuff like that. Like it it felt like one of those moments, like the you know like the you know Bob Newhart waking up mm-hmm. next to I can't remember that actor's name, but to his wife from another show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And no one's gonna get that because I'm old and I watch <laughs> Newhart. I get it. Oh, I'm yeah. old. I'm old too. Yeah, but it's like one of the most. It's one of the most famous, you know, finales. series yeah. finales. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think it's a good choice because honestly, there uh, that is who needs to train him. Like that that is the the answer for who should train Grogu is Luke, and that that adds a real uh, depth in in gravitas to the character of Grogu now, in kind of what yeah. that means in the future, and it's just such great. It it's just. It's such great canon work. I just think they're doing such great canon work of the the ways they're playing stories together and stuff. And I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. I'm also loving seeing uh, Mark Hamill's reaction, you know, as he's been um, kind of more on social media about it, calling it like one of the greatest gifts that that Luke got to be in this. Because I think for those of, the, those of us who are Luke Skywalker fans, getting to see him, knowing that it was him just freaking out on those droids was I'm telling you, I had such a good time. I could watch mm-hmm. that fight scene 10 more times. And that's so not like me. But whoever was doing like the acting in that moment, there's just one moment whenever he does a force push forward and he has like air in his cheeks and he kind of goes and he's like almost blowing. He was in the moment and it was so cool to watch. I love that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Like the whole sequence almost just... El- the, if there's a bad thing about it is that it eliminates the entire Mandalorian series. Like I don't remember anything anymore. It's brain wiped <laughs> me. It becomes the one thing that I will remember from yeah. Mandalorian. Well, that, and then the emotion of, uh, of him giving up the, the goodbye between him and mm-hmm. Grogu was really, in, that was really, really emotional. I did cry. Yeah. I wonder if Grogu will be back. I hope so. I, I yeah, I can't imagine it seems strange to have him be such a central part of this series and not ever do like a wink and a nod to whom he becomes or what he I'm is. I'm sure they will. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Grogu will probably become part of like a future series because that species lives for, you know, mm-hmm. Yoda was what, hundreds of years old. And so, yeah. 
Well, and I feel like there's, uh, yeah, no, I agree. I, I so you're right. So he we'll could probably be see shows. him in a in a sequel show at some right. point as yeah. like an adult Grogu, uh, which would be really cool. I didn't mind. Also, I know like there's just no way for CGI to be as advanced as we want it to be for facial stuff. Like it's going to look weird. It's going to look like a f- creepy flesh puppet. Like that's just what it's going to look like. But I I'm still glad that they did it. I'm glad that it was Luke. It was. It's just such a. Yeah. It's such an. It's such an homage to his, his character that we get to see him just in the height of his power. Yeah. Right. Just like absolutely just demolish it mm-hmm. from the moment he shows up because he's such a presence that Grogu recognizes him. The dim droids are like, "What's going on?" Like everything kind of like shifts to be who is this person. And I didn't know that it was Luke until his, his, his like, mm-hmm. I saw I until the reveal mm-hmm. until the reveal, because I saw the glove and I, I thought, oh, he's, he's wearing gloves. I, I genuinely wondered if it was going to be like a Sith Lord for a while. Because... Yeah. And he's, and he's got the green saber, but there are several Jedis that have green sabers. I mentioned Ezra. Ezra has a green saber as well, I believe. So, you uh, know, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but, but Luke is better than Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, wait, I actually think I, I get that one. Isn't that a music thing? Yeah, it's a band. <laughs> I don't Better even than know. Ezra. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know who Ezra is. Um, but um, that was that was another thing. I don't know if I. Um, I mean, I guess I knew what time period this show took place, but I don't know that I was thinking about it. You know, as right. I watched, so I was a little. I was I was a little confused at first, and then and then I realized, oh, this takes place, you know, in between uh, Jedi and yeah. uh, Force Awakens. So that makes sense, you know, because I was like, I was like, wait, does this mean he was time traveling or, you know, I don't I, I, I was overthinking the, the twist. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because there is a seed as well of the uh, the, the the latest sequels of, you know, Luke training, like starting this kind of training camp and eventually mm-hmm. Kylo Ren's going to be there and that's where the Knights of Ren are going to develop. And it's like, I saw... A, a, Star Wars Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and so, you know, Stop we know where, the, where that... <laughs> Uh, we know where that lands, um, and so kind of to see, uh, you know, somewhat of the beginning of that is is really exciting. And um, I did see a funny meme of Kylo licking at Grogu and saying, "I like you, kid. Don't come to school tomorrow." Um, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, because that that's going to happen at some point. I to also to, to go on what Danae was saying. I thought Hamill. I thought they did a fine job with the effects. I, yeah. I mean, I, that was as good a job as I've ever seen. Um, but that's never bothered me the way I think it does other people. I mean, it was weird, like in Rogue One, where you've literally got like Peter Cushing's face on somebody for so yeah. many scenes. It's gotten better than that. Yeah. Well, and I, and I think because it was so, I, I don't think like you could have him as a main character on the show. Not like, yet. That would be weird. We'll but get like, there, in a, though. The technology oh, is going to get there. I I don't I think one Maybe. of the I think that the reaction to Luke uh to it being Luke is such a you know like there's certain things that are like oh this is just such fan service mm-hmm. um and it almost feels like a throwaway this doesn't feel that way and it didn't feel that way about the women leads mm-hmm. also nope. everything just felt like it was the right time mm-hmm. and I don't know I just I haven't liked something like this in a long time yeah. and so for this to be the way that it ends it's such a good ending yeah I, just, I, I get it, chills thinking about it like there's um Mark just tweeted it was just a couple of days ago about how he has no words for seeing all the fan reactions and he linked to a YouTube 
video of fans reacting. Mm -hmm. And so I was clicking on it, watching it. I was just getting chills watching people going, that was me too, you know? And I'm not Mm -hmm. a huge Star Wars person, but there was just such a power to it. It's almost like you can feel it in the air. And I just, I don't know, it feels like a really good, it was a good way to end the series. I really loved it. And I think that's the, the, uh, I think, go ahead, sorry. Was the fangasm in that that clip of of reactions? It, oh my god! Don't you wish it was? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is it's a way for us as a channel to kind of like have a little bit of a reaction moment. But there's all of these YouTube channels that are based on reaction. Mm-hmm. They're like, and ours is more based on like we are reacting in this you know humorous kind of way, um, nitpicking things in mm. in our com in our comedic way. But that was us as fans. Mm-hmm. being a part of this culture of reacting to this moment. And I think that's one of the reasons I love our fangasm so much mm-hmm. because we did it, but then we also kind of were like, all right, let's stay on topic though. Let's rewind and do this again. Yeah. But this is a really cool part of TV history. And I don't, I don't know yeah. that we've, we've sent something that had that kind of moment. And I mean, this is, this is going to go down. This will be like who shot Jr. Mm-hmm. You know, I am Locutus. Yeah. Of Borg. Red wedding. Uh, Red wedding is probably Red the closest wedding. we've, we've come yeah. to that moment. Uh, yeah. And uh, we kind of did a similar thing. Heart. We kind of did a similar thing with Red Wedding, where the yep. narr- narrator kind of yep. lost their mind, and the the Cine had to keep up. You know. Yeah. 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 That was uh, Aaron playing around with Cine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And this kind of felt like it. You know, um, I was really grateful again for that to be something that we just guys we worked really hard at this one. I don't think that I've worked this hard at like a, so. I talked about it last week. That Grinch sin that I did where I was sitting in the house, that did take me over an hour to write. This part of like the TV sins though, like it was a, a massive collaboration. Aaron and I got on a video call and we actually like, we started talking about what you wanted to be. We're getting all the timestamps together. Well, for, and then- for context, this was your idea. The fangasm thing was was your idea, but you were you were having trouble landing on how to present it. And I think in the original script... Uh, both Jonathan and Barrett were also having trouble trying to figure out where you were going with that. And yeah, so I, we just I got wrote, on video to try to, to work it out. Yeah, I wrote in there and I was like, I can't get this out. So here's like the general idea. And it was really it, it would be kind of like giving somebody a sketch of a room and saying just you have to just imagine paint and some carpet and like <laughs> some stuff. And they're like, uh-huh, OK, <laughs> so I needed help. And also Barrett's script he sinned the whole part where I'm like fangirling out, like taking all these sins off. And so I wanted to merge the two together, but to go back and forth and back and forth didn't feel right. And so it just, it turned into where I'm like, this is the idea. So yeah. So Aaron jumped on on the video with me and we just talked it out. And so we're like going through the video, getting timestamps, like reacting to each other in real time. Aaron's writing down prompts and pretty much it's like, okay, Aaron, you've got the general idea. Why don't you go and just start recording it and, and react as it's happening. Um, which I mean, come on, Aaron, that was so <laughs> much fun to listen to. I could listen to that part over and over and over again. Cause it is just so funny. Like when you're like, and you push him and you stab him and you take <laughs> off his leg. Like, I was like, that reminded me of our conversation. It was perfect. It was just exactly what I wanted it to be. <laughs> that is the first example uh, in in the history of my narration. I don't know what Jeremy's done, but is the first example of reverse writing where the narration is done first, and yeah. then I go back and um, timestamp, timestamp, and. 
type out what I actually said. So that that is what you hear there is legitimately me, me trying to embody the narrator as he is watching that scene and then just oh, writing so it out afterwards. Fun. So in, in, in but, all other cases, the script comes first, mm-hmm. other than maybe a little bit of improv here or there, but the script comes first and I just try to embody what the script says. And this was a I different do, thing. I did feel though that there was a couple times and maybe it was just the creative crossover but when we were on our video chat and I'm watching it fangirling and I'm like, mm-hmm. and then he chops off his leg and then like, <laughs> yeah, to no, hear I was, you, yeah definitely, definitely. I was so happy because, and there's a couple of times, like I said, in that fight where I was just like so pumped because it's just such a good fight. Anyway, the light <laughs> is sabering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Should we get into the video? Though? Yeah. Let's I get mean, into obviously the video. That's one of our favorite parts. I mean, for me, I can't yeah. speak for everybody. That's one of my favorite things of all time is the fangasm and then the regret afterwards. I mm-hmm. love how you wrote that, Aaron, because that is something that you had to put together to bring that vision to life yeah. was the transition from the guilt of like <laughs> the fangasm guilt back mm-hmm. into sin brain. And it just worked so perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my favorite parts. Nice. Jonathan, why don't you kick us off? What were some of the stuff you, uh, other stuff you liked from the video? Um, I think you're looking for the JJ Abrams trilogy. It's right down the hall. <laughs> the, yep. Um, sending a Reddit thread that may or may not exist. <laughs> I thought was really funny. Um, are we really rooting for her in reference to uh, Fennec, which I just wanted to say, absolutely, I am. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think she's cool. Um, do you know anything or not? Are you scary? I thought was... <laughs> that was one of my perfect. favorites. Are you scary? Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> and then, then, then just like kind of like keeping everything close to the vest, even though it made no sense and that, but I think reckless secrecy is a supremely good idea for right now, you know, just yeah. like, why wouldn't you just say like, it's important that I hold the late saber that might've been like the one thing about it. I thought was, which they're, I know they're setting up probably the next big storyline, right? Sure. Or yeah. It's something, gotta be. something it's that's going to happen, which I'm, I'm cool with. Cause I love Katie Sackoff. I hope she's on, you know, more, but, um, it, yeah, it just felt weird the way they did that. Like, why would that seems pretty important? You well, know? and it is strange too because it is part of canon that that has been mm-hmm. discussed in, yeah. I believe, the Clone Wars that that's the thing with the dark saber. But also, it isn't because there was one moment in the mm-hmm. Clone Wars where somebody just gave it to somebody else. So it feels like it can just be given. But yeah, anyhow. and I mean, I guess I guess she could have been a little concerned that he might want it. But like he, you know, Mando made it pretty clear he didn't give a shit. Like, yeah. you know, you can yeah. have this. I don't right. care. So why wouldn't she be like, well, since you don't care. Right. Yeah. This is important. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or like, hey, everybody, go look out the window. Oh, we battled. <laughs> yeah. 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 Something. There's got to be a way around but that. But at the very least, she should have said something like, hey, by the way, don't touch the saber. That's mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch the saber without consent. <laughs> yeah. There you <laughs> so go. Or something. I don't know. Uh, I loved um, the joke. Uh, wait, I know this one. Two Mandalorians walk into a bar. The bartender t- uh, mm-hmm. turns to the first one and says, why the long face? And the second one says, don't mm-hmm. test us. And the bartender says, you mean man don't test us? <laughs> and then they kill him. Uh, <laughs> I love that. It was, it was so great. Uh, and then I enjoyed, good to know Bo-Katan setting her phaser to maximum initiative. I'd hate to see how this plan would go down if she dialed that back to like six and a half. Right. <laughs> uh, that was really great. Uh, this universe has more nonsensical curse words than the forking good place. And then to follow that up with a bull shirt in the next uh, the next sin uh, was, was really great. <laughs> uh, and uh, just for the behind the sins people, um, 
you never know. Maybe maybe there's more good place swearing going on in the TV sin scripts. You never know. You never know. Uh, the the uh, young Wampa wins the dark saber in battle, but this time it's yeah. a dance battle. Womp the yard coming to Disney Plus fall twenty twenty one. That's uh, another one that was fun because it was a collaborative. It's a, yeah. Those collaborative moments are so great when in a script it's like. You put in Wampa, and then someone adds Wampa the yard, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just such a great thing that we all get to do together. Yep. Uh, what about you, Danae? What else did you want to mention? Um, where are they bivouacked? Good Lord, that's a really personal <laughs> question. I, I've never heard the word bivouac before, so mm-hmm. I just thought that that sounded very intense. Did you look um, up what it means? Do you know now what a, biv- what a bivouac is? No, I immediately forgot to continue to care about it. So <laughs> We'll yeah. just say it's an encampment. Yes. Yeah, where are they where in are camp. they encamped? Yeah. But bivouacked is pretty cool. <laughs> it is That's a pretty, a pretty cool, cool word. Yeah. Um you mentioned the bull shirt one, but that sin being about again the sin off of the women. Mm-hmm. I did I, like I had already said I thought that that was a really really well done, but my question is what happened to the dude? I did ask this before and it, it I think it was in our script process mm-hmm. when we first see like the blue man group mandos that come to save um <laughs> The Mandalorian, whenever he was being potentially eaten by the Mama Corps, mm-hmm. um, there was a guy in that group and he's just gone. And I think it's probably so that it is a female lead. But I do find that to be a little strange. That was just something that I wrote mm-hmm. down that I wanted to bring up. But I did. I did like the sin off for how they approached like the women. Yeah, totally. Um, and then I really enjoyed how uh, the delivery of the why can't Mando just go with the uh, why can't uh, Grogu just go with Mandalorian and the Jedi mm. and the sniffing and the whimpering mm-hmm. at the very end. I just thought that was really well done. The blowing of so, the nose. The blowing of the nose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just in general, a really Acting. great delivery by you. Congratulations <laughs> on your, well, on I that knew one, Danae, Aaron. Cause before I had watched the episode, Danae had just said something like, why am I crying? Oh. And so when I watched it, I was like, Oh, that must've been what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that sin. Yeah. It was it was interesting to me too that uh, he was uh, Grogu wasn't going to leave Mando, Mando until the yeah. really the really cool droid showed up. Let's yeah. just be honest. He's like, oh well, screw you, Mando. I'm going. It's all about the toys. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Iris isn't going to. She is like if we if we need her to just leave us alone so we can go do adult things like clean the kitchen mm-hmm. without uh-huh. interruption. Yes, those kind of adult things. Yes. By got the it. way, it's here's today, the iPad. It's, it's R2D2. It's not R2P2. <laughs> <laughs> Take another drink. <laughs> no, I think that actually got meant. Oh, that was the thing she was talking yeah, about. Yeah, that was the callback that she made. <laughs> Shit, man. I, I have to tell you, you crack me up. <laughs> you fucking crack me up, man. Thank you. I try. That was uh, my favorite thing this week, though, was when Chris got Aaron to laugh and he said, Well, he's like, What did he say? Something like one in every 180 jokes you yeah, laugh. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, good stuff. Uh, all right. That was a good conversation. We, uh, sorry, you had to let us go off on Mando. No, it's, yeah. It was, we knew it was that was going to take that a while to, yeah. to talk about. And, and, and I hope you enjoyed uh, kind of the behind the, so there, the scenes. There was on an there, hour. But. On Mando. I, I promise you this next else. one is super Gonna short. Gonna go so much quicker. It's Danae's favorite show, Doctor Who. 
fuck the show. <laughs> Voyage of <laughs> the Damned. Uh, it was I, a Dicer Hughes script, and mm-hmm. uh, so we wrote on this one together. Um, this is my least favorite of the Christmas specials, but I still do enjoy it. I wonder why. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's not great. Uh, but you add to that, I think, uh, Danae, correct me if I'm wrong. You add to that the fact that the show is is purposefully lo-fi. Like, you know, it's it's very... Um, because of the way Doctor Who kind of developed in the 50s and 60s, there's a bit of the show that is purpose lo-fi cheeseballness that you add that to the fact that this just isn't a great episode and it's just super annoying to you. Is that kind of the the equation, the math that happens <sighs> with something like this? I don't know. I it's a it's a strange experience. I feel a sense of guilt because I have literally said I enjoy low budget sci-fi, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I I the last the last couple times I've watched Doctor Who. Maybe I'm just coming in. I, I am watching it to sin it. So maybe that I, I'm doing sure. the who wrong. I don't know. Because I know there's such a huge fan base for Doctor Who. And I, it's one of those things like I want to be a part of it. I want to be able to say, guys, I get it. It's so fun, blah, blah, blah. But this was trash. This was absolute bonkers trash. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you've also got Maybe the cult, you've the also got the, the culture clash too. I mean, this is definitely an English show. You know, it's not an American show, so there's definitely a culture switch as well and a sense of humor. There's a, there's a real difference in the sense of humor. Um, I think I'm I'm also operating a bit at a disadvantage in that when the show started and he's in some strange space and then it's pierced by the Titanic and then then he's going into the Titanic. This may very well be how most of the episodes start. And I just, I don't know what's going on because I'm like, Oh, is he inside of this space? I I still don't know enough about the lore to get what I'm, to get what's going on. Right. So I'm, I'm almost like uh, confused about what's, what's happening around me. Mm -hmm. And then you add to it just the absolute like insanity of the show. I, I will say, I suppose that at, and now that we're so far out from writing it, I'm not as traumatized, but trying to write on this one for whatever reason was just like teeth pulling for me as well. No, which really, I know you definitely expressed it. You hate, was, you hate watching this a thing. Good time. And what's interesting with those, and we've talked about this before and we all have those experiences where we just, we literally just hate what we're watching. <laughs> um, what's, what's interesting is to continue to remember to work together to make it fun. Right. Like to make it fun for the audience, even though it's not fun for you, which I was not. (laughs) Right. Right. We have to make it fun for the audience. So that's just like that's like when I've had to when Aaron and I've done American Horror Story. Yes. uh, Aaron's Aaron just coming like I just I got nothing else. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This one was was difficult. I, I think part of it, too, is just it's so ridiculous. This is such a ridiculous thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so overacted. And it doesn't go anywhere. There's the, the moment whenever he's talking to Astrid and she's talking about like she wants to travel the stars. Like, uh, why are they attracted to each other? Why are they interested in each other? Why are they even like having this connection? And she mm-hmm. just she just looks so crazy, like as she's looking out at the stars. And, and, and I'm trying to read her facial expression and I'm just confused. Like, is she I, you a, know, a robot? It just, it's so over the top. Everything is so much. It's just so, well, the doctor so much. Is, the doctor was born with the extra gene. Like that is, that mm. is one common thing that about the doctor, whoever's playing them is they are like eccentric. It's like hugely eccentric. Okay. So, and he's also on, on the rebound here as well. Like he's, he's also coming off of like a very so meaningful 
relationship. And so and it's Kylie Minogue. <laughs> well, th- there is that as well. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah. She she's she she's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Let's uh. Jo- well, Jonathan, you're not into Doctor Who, so your no, your I'm reference just... is just kind of what we're watching here, right? Yeah, I um, I mean, I watched it because I shattered on it, but um, I uh, I, I don't, I don't hate it or anything. I just, I've just never really gotten into it. It's just for whatever reason. I, I like Danae. I, I want to be a part of it because it seems fun, you know. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, but and- this. This was my least favorite of the ones that I've seen. This was definitely my least favorite episode. Well, and our annual thing has been to do the Christmas specials. That's yeah. what we're doing. We're just doing the Christmas specials and in order, and this is the third Christmas of, special. So, aren't those kind of like almost one-offs? Oh, they're I mean, absolutely they, one-offs. They do have some continuity in them, I guess. But right, but they're kind of like the the like the see. This is the thing, house of horror, right? This is the thing you are missing in in probably the primary reason I love Doctor Who is the seasonal arcs like the the mystery and the puzzle box nature of the seasons mm-hmm. uh are really done well um they still have the over the topness the cheese all that stuff that you don't like so i'm not saying you'll like it i'm just saying there's a difference between these one-offs where they're supposed to be you know self-contained stories mm-hmm. and how well this this show does characters throughout seasons i just have a question real quick before yeah. we go on was it really kylie minogue Minogue? Yeah. yeah, that's Kylie Minogue. Minogue. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Is this she's an important a, person? She's a <laughs> she's a she's a singer slash actor. Uh she in the eighties she did a cover of uh, Locomotion, which mm-hmm. was I guess yeah, she pretty had a few popular. Hits. Yeah. And then and then she kinda came like she's she's always been very popular overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the mm-hmm. U.S., but she's had some hits in the U.S. Uh, yeah, she has. Can't get you out of my head, uh, which was ten or twelve years ago, maybe. We listed several uh, of them in one of the sins. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> but I thought that that was just maybe she was a lookalike, or there was something that I missed. No, I her, genuinely yeah. didn't know that that was her acting. She's also so. she's also well known <laughs> for having an affair with Jean Claude Van Damme when he was married. <laughs> this is how little I cared about the script, and this is where you know, for as much as I worked super hard on Mandalorian how much I was just like I flipped the bird and was like I don't even it's care that take. I understand yeah, it's just what give this and take. is let's just get done with this so that I can move on with my life because I swear to God that forklift scene it killed me it's great. I died no it is it's not so great. great it's so dumb <laughs> and, right. and so I had um, <laughs> we so had a dumb. zoom call about something <laughs> when you were working on this and you were just like oh my god let me tell you about Doctor Who <laughs> it is so bad <laughs> There is a forklift scene in this that is literally a forklift that cannot go more than two miles an hour. It is so slow. And it just slowly moves towards the other guy who is just a head in a cart. And they just ram each other. And thinking that maybe it would just be she she pushes him over the edge. No, they struggle back and forth for like a good minute. And then after that, and the whole time, Doctor Who is just over in the corner going, no! Just real slow-mo. And then it slowly pushes him over the edge and there is plenty of time for her to have jumped out and saved herself but for the drama the next person goes into the yeah, yeah you gotta get that reactor. cool falling shot that they did exactly the same on every single person that fell it was this episode. so bad this whole thing and and mind you again no women actually survive this <laughs> yeah that was that was great that was my actually my favorite son well let's continue into that jonathan what were some other your uh, favorite sins um 
you know what's absent from the outside of this ship? Life preservers. <laughs> I thought was, and then there was a there was a callback to that. I yeah. love that we mentioned Wesley. We took taking Wesley Snipes' name in vain when the passenger fifty seven got mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, the zoom zoom close up mm-hmm. uh, bit was very funny. My God, that stuff! It was so it just went on forever. <laughs> but actually, I'm sorry. No, my favorite. So long. My other favorite sin was we're probably meant to be okay with the couple dying because they were severely in debt. I thought was a great. <laughs> yeah. 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 They have this stuff. big reveal that like, oh, when we go back home, we're going to be so in debt. So then, well, this is just a good place for them to just oh, die then. Th- and then how how like ridiculous it was that the like the 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 situations people kept putting themselves into to get killed where they didn't need to at all at all yeah. zero yeah yeah uh, Danae what about you what were some of the ones that you had written down uh talking with your mouth open I mean eating with your mouth full I mean whatever this guy is doing swallow your food man <laughs> I appreciated that because again Aaron he really helped every single one of my sins on this one um he probably had some sort of embellishment. Aid <laughs> every one of them because they're just all pure rage. <laughs> um, the uh, because civilization knows enough about Earth to create a replica of Titanic, but not to understand who Santa is. Oh, that was a really good thing to point out. Um, even more backstory, but this time with fiery console mood lighting mixed with a scent of charred rubber and imminent mm-hmm. death. So. Uh, and then I got to say that I'm rooting for character's death because some of my rage <laughs> did make it through to the final. Um, and then the jump. Well, this seems like the only reasonable option here. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you, like, you had him wrapped up in a rope. Why did you have to jump off with them? Like, it's just, it's the, the decision and making in this is crazy. what happened to the crazy. wings that they couldn't just fly away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was reviewing the script, that part where it was like, I want everybody to die. I almost made an, I was thinking about noting that like you know I, this might be a little just mean but then i was scared that danae would get mad at me for suggesting that because she was yeah. clearly in, uh-huh. you know not happy with any of this so. yeah no, yeah that's not the reason i didn't note it but i just i, I was like no i think that works but uh it was uh, right on the edge yeah yeah mm-hmm. i also wanted it is right on the edge i also wanted to mention the uh just a couple more the the sin about the you know most well-known vessel of all time and somewhere on the planet below the batmobile weeps yeah. silently plotting yeah. its revenge alongside a delorean so and the oscar meyer wiener mobile and the whole thing about they didn't they knew how to replicate the titanic but they didn't know anything else right yeah. about yeah. earth it's Nothing. just silly uh, here's the thing about this show. I have no idea if this is meant to be a flaming asteroid chunk flinging through the window or if it's just a moist alien turd pellet. <laughs> <laughs> That's Maybe what it looked like. See, I can write non-hate-filled sins sometimes, <laughs> right, I guess. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the headcount for the Discount Poseidon Adventure Group, uh, Kylie, Professor in the Plums, Darth Small, a uh, guy who is somehow even more of a butthole than Billy Zane. Okay, I think we're ready. Uh, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it's fun for me. I love Doctor Who and it's so fun to sin and lesson learned. Uh, Jonathan, you and I will be the ones on the Doctor Who scripts uh, from, <laughs> from here on out. We won't, we won't oh, force Danae to do that. Only if you think I provide trash. If my rage can fuel something that's wonderful, I, Fair I, have, enough. I have to resign that it's like what Chris said. If he finds out you hate something, you're doing it again. Yeah. yeah so I no, fully you're right. expect if there's a love actually too, I know my fate is sealed. No, no now that you you mention it yeah you're gonna be on all the doctor who's uh from here on out so yeah yeah so thank you thank you for uh, mentioning that i appreciate that yeah. you're volunteering <laughs> all right let's move yeah. on to music video sins bb rex uh baby i'm jealous uh what is this yeah what is this jonathan tell us help us out what is this 
It's a really fun pop song. I okay. don't, what do you mean? <laughs> I actually quite like this song. No, I like I like Baby Rexa, and uh, I think did Barrett say have anything to say about it? I don't want to step on his toes. I just wanted to use this opportunity to deny the concept that I'm the horniest narrator slash sins member, <laughs> which came up on the last episode. Oopsie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, Barrett. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, I'm at the very most the 3.5th horniest sins member <laughs> and probably the 1.7th horniest narrator. Also, Baby I'm Jealous is kind of a banger. I'm a bit of a closeted Bebe Rexa fan. I don't know if I said that correctly. And I've been intrigued by everything I've heard from Doja Cat. There you go. Yeah. There that, you go. I, I, I mean, that's fine. With, I mean, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I, I didn't like love it or anything, but it was enjoyable. And um, yeah. The introduction was incredibly long, though. No, the video itself the awful. is yeah. not good. I'm, but Which, the song. Okay. Because I haven't listened to the song. I just watched the Sins video. Mm-hmm. And the, the the long intro was enough to just... No, it's terrible. I mean, and it's like um, it's like a really like it's one of those like you know like remember when we didn't have to look at our phone? I don't know. It was just it's yeah, dumb. it was really uh, maybe somebody thought it looked good on paper. Do you know it reminded me of like a school project when you're all get around the table and and you have to mm-hmm. create some sort of script for like a school project. Um, it didn't feel like it should be something that was put in front of millions of people. Yeah, but. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the video itself. Um, I guess I can kick us off on this one. Um, uh, the whole rant about what is this line, why is this line, who is this line, um, yeah. is just so perfect. And, you know, just really calling into question, you know, what the lyrics are saying is my favorite thing about music video since. I just, I, I love that stuff. So that was always going to appeal to me. Um, Hardy's commercials being said, I thought was really funny. <laughs> Um, and the end of the scene where he says, look, I don't make the rules. And he goes, wait a minute. Of course I make the rules. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then the obviously, but what does that have to do with the actual video? Seems like a better title for this song is baby. I want to try everything in wardrobe. <laughs> I thought that was really funny as well. Uh, what about you guys, Danae? Um, you mentioned the ones I had besides the most people don't know that L'Oreal dropped their first bright red hair dye in. 10,089 BC, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought was really, really funny. Jonathan? Um, I just, anytime Barrett can do a vanity, it's my favorite sin. I always enjoy that. Um, I It's like this video was made in the 1960s. was very funny. Guest rapping in your own song when you have a guest rapper. <laughs> and I just like the those sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are really interesting sunglasses. We're bringing back some bringing back some sunglass style mm-hmm. of course we are because everything has to come back uh, and speaking of coming back uh we're coming back to the mutants with new mutants and this this movie was like so troubled of a production and kind of got yeah, held for so long that. i don't know all of the details other than i know they did a lot of messing around with it i know part of it was the disney fox merger or not merger but acquisition um, and so, you know, then Disney had to figure out how they wanted to use the movie. Then it was released during the pandemic with like no fanfare, no advertising, nothing. Um, the creator was really upset with a lot of the things they chose to do with his characters. Like it was just, it was one of those stories and it was so, uh, troubled that by the time I watched it, my expectations had been lowered so much. I actually kind of had a fun time watching this movie. And so it was one of those fun experiences is where it's like, I have no expectations and I kind of like this. 
Yeah, no, it was fine. I actually had watched it for the first time about a week or two before I got assigned the script. And um, and so this was the second time I watched it when I wrote it. And uh, no, it's it's perfectly fine. It's not it's not great. I don't even know how good it is, but it's it's very watchable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better than the last few X-Men, mo- couple X-Men movies, sure. uh, in my opinion. Um, it's weird though. Fox must, cause like, I know Disney, Disney released it as is like they mm-hmm. didn't touch it. They just decided to just release it yeah. as is. So, but, but I guess Fox must've messed with it before that. And, um, yeah. And then like you said, it, it, and I think the reason, I think there's a reason it got released in the theater had something to do with, uh, the contract of the film itself. Like it, it was, it, it was a guarantee that they had to meet. I don't know something. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, it, it is kind of a mess, but it is a it is a watchable mess, I guess. In in the end, it's there's en- just so much more they could have done with it. It's enough of a, a mess that these are literally the only characters not appearing in Spider Man Three. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but I did like. But we and we pointed out like. Um, you know, th- this idea of doing something different with a comic book movie and doing something yeah, like this is, doing a little is horror really movie. cool. Yeah. But, uh, but I just, I, they could have done better, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. Danae, I'm assuming you haven't taken time to see New Mutants. No, which I don't, this would be one that I would probably be interested in because I mm-hmm. do love X-Men. Um, I was going to say, actually, there are some things you'd like about this. And there are some other things about like the more gritty reality kind of style uh, that I do also really enjoy. So there, when I was watching the Sins video, I kind of felt myself like, oh, this looks like something that I could enjoy. Mm-hmm. Is it really bad or is it we're just sinning because that's our job or was this really bad? And um, I don't know that I'm enough invested to try to like go watch it and figure right. it out for myself. Uh, which says something, but uh, I am curious about it. I'm curious about what it was supposed to be or these powers or like the intention of it. So it's definitely one that I have pulled up on a tab to do some research on. I think, I I think the, I think Josh, is it Josh Boone? Is that who directed it? I think, I think, I think he said um, it was, you know, breakfast club meets nightmare on Elm street. And that's kind of what you get. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I have a lot of questions about like the powers and who they are, and you know, genuine things. Why does she have a dragon? Why are her eyes blue? Why does she make a teleportation and then she doesn't use it? Uh, like all that stuff is just something. But those are not questions that I we have to go in now. It's just stuff that I'm going to probably go read about. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and head into the the sins. Then uh, I didn't mention this is a Scott Watkins uh, script. So Jeremy and Jonathan wrote on this. So did uh, Jeremy have anything to to say about New Mutants? He did. He said it took so long for New Mutants to come out that it ended up being kind of charming to me. Not great, maybe not even good, but well intentioned. Opinions: Anya Taylor Joy is a great actress, just not in this movie. The movie uh, has so much in common with Glass, which was filmed after, that I'm surprised Anya Taylor-Joy didn't speak up on the set of Glass and say, um, this is all very familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe she did and M. Night ignored her. School ground settings, but it's really a prison for super-powered people. They have vague group therapy sessions. The doctor in charge is evil. Anya Taylor-Joy is in this. I mean, Jesus. Uh, next thought, the lesbian love story is adorable and not presented in a here, look at what we're doing kind of way. Mm-hmm. It feels very natural and sweet. Next opinion. I guess my favorite thing to send here was probably the background stuff on the shelf, 
which is like a Jeremy staple. Why does this place have four fucking tambourines? Why? Uh, next thought it's for tambourine was, day, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I also enjoy the sin where he says we can't help each other if we don't talk to each other. And the sin is <laughs> tell that to the blue man group. Um, next thought. But the biggest sin by far is the main girl going into the large herd shower, choosing the shower right next to the only other one being used, standing under it naked and turning on the water. The only way this works is if they'd shot the scene enough times for the water to be warm and she knew it would be warm. Otherwise, this is criminal behavior of the highest order. I literally freaked out when I saw this happening. What kind of psycho stands under the spigot and lets cold water hit them for several seconds or longer? Agree. 100% agree. Yeah, he mentioned that a few times. We were going back and forth with notes. So he My, that, that bothered him. Does anybody do that? Everybody waits for the temperature I mean, I to be right, right? I think so. I mean, I, I stand in there. Yeah. I don't. I can, you know, I'll move it nozzle a little bit away from me. I, I don't know that I've ever had it just shoot directly on me, but I've never really thought about it. I don't step into the shower until Oof. the temperature's right. I use my hand and, and get the temperature right. There was one day in uh, school when I was becoming a licensed massage therapist in the medical community wing, mm-hmm. not the spa fluff and buff massage. I want to say that because I feel like it makes me more legit. Anyway, <laughs> I... Had, we had this class uh, and we were learning about um, hydrotherapy that day. So we all went to the Y and part of our therapy that day was literally standing under a cold shower and then getting into the pool to feel the, like the warmth switches mm-hmm. sure. and then yeah. get, and then cycling back out. We had to do it like three or four times just so that we could feel what ice does to our body and then what the warm does to the body. And then we also had to change things up and like get in the whirlpool and then get in the uh, pool so we could feel body temperature shifts. Um, It was like torture. I (laughs) would never, ever choose to get into a shower that is cold, but we literally just had to hover under showers in the cold. It it sounds terrible. It sounds like we were being tortured. Uh, We probably were a little bit, but it was for science. So I I mean, and and I take cold showers like that is something I will do. Uh, Not for not for the cliche reason that people always say take uh, cold showers. No, just because I No, you go to the fluff and buff for that. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I think that there is something really refreshing about a nice cold shower. And so I will take cold showers. But I still even in that instance, get the temperature right before I get in. Like there is something really uh, off-putting about somebody who just turns on the shower and whatever temperature it is, they're just going to let them, you know, hit mm-hmm. hit all over them. Like, that's just crazy to me. So, yeah, I definitely had that one written down as well. Um, I'll just continue on talking about some of the other ones uh, that I had written down. Uh, stupid, hard-to-find inner bears. Uh, <laughs> it gave me an audible <laughs> giggle. Uh, the I, I wrote down the, um, the, t- the sin where he imitates the scream. Um, yes. You know, it's kind of a version of the no- sin yeah. but it's the uh r a or r god sin or whatever but i wrote <laughs> yeah. it down because in the script the 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 notes in the script are hilarious and i don't know who did it if this was you or, or jeremy is it the adele one yeah it's like say this like adele but with a few syllables and i'm that in my brain jeremy. trying i'm trying to figure out like in, and again he's noting himself here so he yeah. knows what he's talking about but i can for the life of me can't figure out how, what he's saying sounds yeah, like adele know. in any way shape or form <laughs> so, that one was really interesting to me um the the sequence uh, sending sequence and then also the callback uh this is a game that's even worse than sequence uh was it really made me laugh uh, i'm betting she's a bear put 200 dollars on she's a bear to win uh made me laugh and so <laughs> naturally her other powers making crayons move uh <laughs> was really funny and then uh the the biggest qu- you know quickest almost subtle 
uh, sin in this was demons can't come in churches. Demons can't come in churches. Not even from oral. Uh, that just absolutely slayed me. Uh, well done on that. That was yeah. funny. To the one about the um, the one about um, where he said, um, "Oh crap! I just lost my train of thought." Um, oh, that she's a bear. That was funny because Jeremy hadn't seen the movie, so that was literally him guessing that that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and then he ended up being wrong. So then he wrote that other sin yeah. about, oh, I was wrong. But so that's why he decided just to keep it in because he thought it was funnier. Yeah. And I was like, I, I totally agree. He, he wasn't he wasn't really wrong. No, <laughs> like he was no. he was close enough. No, but he yeah. like I think he literally thought like she was like a werewolf or something. Yeah. Like, but she was a bear, you yep. know. Uh yep. but uh but yeah, that was just that was a really funny thing. Like, we call those you know, werebears. Uh yeah, distant were-bears. cousins of the care bears. Um, but so. even you know, like you're using your sin where you were incorrect to make another sin. Yeah. It's just like yeah. That's what yep. we do. Yep, it's called doubling down. Uh, Danae, what about you? <laughs> um, uh, the waking up handcuffed to a hospital bed. Trust me, this is a sin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of made me pause and think. This one I wrote down. It was um when when that says uh, parents sent him here to be cured. Is there a cure for being an asshole? And then the sin is having narrated almost nine hundred of these videos. I'm starting to think there isn't. Mm-hmm. Has he really narrated almost 900? Yeah, no, or is I, that, that was... like an ex- is that because I'm like, oh my god, wait, is that wait, what? <laughs> I looked up, well, he's narrated more than that, but Cinema Sins, yeah, I looked up, uh, I wrote that, I looked up the the the, the video count, so I can't How... remember what it was at that time, but it was... it's over 900. Jeez, mm-hmm. yeah. LaPete. I mean, it's if Cinema Sins only, it's two a week. Um, right. Or it was one a week for a little bit, and then in, in right. two a week. But it, yeah, it's. I mean, and then know, eight also, years ago, eight years, and then there's also when he was doing TV sins, when he did, did he did music video sins for a mm-hmm. while. Yep. So I just I don't know. I think the number just kind of blew my mind a bit. Just thinking about how much mm-hmm. he, he's invested, not just in script writing, but in also yeah. just being the voice of all of the work that we do. So yeah crazy yeah uh I, I had heard showers but i think hearing jeremy talk about it in his notes was plenty fine mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then the demon bear demon bear doing whatever <laughs> demon bear does i just really enjoyed that as well yeah uh jonathan what else did you want to mention uh covering your junk with junk i thought was really funny mm-hmm. um yeah and then uh the one that killed me that jeremy wrote because that does no one will be seated during the scene where they show this goddamn statue for the 14th fucking time because they really do they show that statue constantly mm-hmm. and i and it, it is weird like because it, it has nothing to do with anything they just keep showing it um and then the unbreakable outtake worked out so perfectly yeah uh, as far as outtakes go uh that was really nice to get in there yep yeah very well done uh really enjoyed it I laughed quite a bit during this one all right, let's move on to The Old Guard. This was a Dicer Watkins script. Jonathan and I uh, writing on The Old Guard. Um, yeah. Now, is this the first time that a B team has done a full script? No, Jonathan and I used to do scripts all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and maybe it means something that we don't anymore. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I think it just Skip means we're that. working more on TV sins. Yeah, uh, yeah. for now, sure. So, but... Um, but yeah, so Jonathan and I wrote on this one. Um, let's talk about this movie. Jonathan, do you hate it or just not like it? 
I I just don't like it. I yeah. liked it less though, but I but I we did a mini pod on it, me and you and Barrett and Chris. Yeah, that's right. I, that's right. I, I I didn't like it then, and so this was the the next time I watched it, the second time I watched it, and I liked it less. Um, yeah, I just I just don't like it. It's, yeah, I sure. just don't think it's good. Um, I do the the things that you mentioned, uh, the the big scene with the two guys, mm-hmm. yeah, declaring their love for each other. I think that's a really nice moment. Um, and there's a few other moments that are nice, but. Yeah. overall just it just i don't know just can't really get into it i had the exact opposite reaction mm-hmm. um i liked it when i watched it the first time and i liked it more the second time um and i think it was because i had started to convince myself that i was wrong for liking it you know <laughs> just because there's so many people who don't and uh when i watched it the second time i'm going no no i really like this no this is really fun i love this character i love this world uh and yeah that's kind of what it comes down for me is uh the i, th- I really like the world building here and i know mm-hmm. similar things have been done in other movies i know this is not the first time we're dealing with immortals um I also think Charlize is always going to notch things up for me. Uh, I just think she's incredible. Yeah, uh, I think she's, she's good. an incredible actor, and um, and I think she elevates the material she's in. This is not the first movie recently that uh, that I like primarily because of her and her performance. I just think she does such an incredible job. I just believe her. I believe her in everything she does. She feels so authentic to me. It was it was really funny though. You were uh, pretty. You weren't like defensive, but it was just some of the notes you wrote back to me were kind of like, what, but no, but this is what this scene means. And <laughs> yeah, we all have like, that thing spo- sometimes. It's like, yeah. it's like, dude, we're supposed to be sending this movie. So <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We all have, the, all have those moments where we turn into fans sometimes when we're sending stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I do not. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah, thing Rick. Aaron and I disagree on, and I ended up taking it out and we just, cause I do think the moment's really nice between the, the two guys, you know, declaring the love for each other. But I do, I, I'm not a fan of there at the end where the, there's kind of like a gay panic moment. Um, and Aaron thinks that actually sells the scene. Oh, and, and in I that ha- scene, I have yeah. the opposite reaction to that for some yeah. reason, you know, so we, we had a, but I just took it out and uh, cause I did, I did like the moment and I like how we just took the sins off and didn't say anything. Yeah. We had a lot of discussion about that scene yeah. and what we wanted to do with it. And I, I'm really glad we landed where we landed. Mm-hmm. I, you know, as I was looking through the comments preparing for the show, uh, I was even more glad we landed where we landed. There were a lot of people that that were really appreciative of of uh, just kind of that thing where we just take a few sins off for something that's just really beautiful. And, and I, let I, me make it clear: I, I feel bad though because I, I don't want I don't want I wasn't trying to say Aaron likes gay panic jokes. That's not what I meant. I'm just saying that is how the scene played to me. Um, but then Aaron came out and said, "Well, but you know." I, I can't explain it. I don't know what I'm no, trying I can, to say. I can, I can go there if you want to. I think the yeah. the idea was you rightfully were sinning the bad guy's gay panic and yes. in, in some ways uh, addressing that to the movie. Like the movie is having using gay panic as part of its mm-hmm. thing. But the movie is using it in a way I've never seen it used before where it takes a second to have the gay panic moment that is the cliché. And then has the characters actually address it in such a deep, powerful way and to be, you know, because the joke is, what is he, your husband? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, or your boyfriend. What is he, your boyfriend? And then to have him be like, yeah, and this and more. (laughs) He's more than a boyfriend. Like, you know, like it was just it was really, really powerful. And so I think that was the point. So it, it felt a little weird to me to sin 
the gay panic nature when that's no and i agree the movie's doing that, that itself yeah yeah that's what i was trying to say so thank you for explaining that yeah, yeah. no i agree i once you said it that way i was like oh no that makes sense yeah um and Danae just would have been like, uh, people having emotions. People. <laughs> I would have been just like, skip. I would have just skipped it. I'd been like, oh, this is important. Skip. No. <laughs> no, it is cool because you, uh, that is a cool moment though, because it's, you know, like action movies are, you know, just so testosterone fueled and everything. And mm-hmm. you just, you don't, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you just, you don't get like quiet moments like that a lot. Um, no. And, and, and these guys have testosterone they're fueled absolutely. by testosterone that's what, they just yeah, they yeah, just absolutely. love each other's testosterone <laughs> like, that's what know. i'm saying yeah <laughs> yeah uh danae you i'm sure you haven't gotten around to seeing the old guard this is another no. one like new mutants i think you might actually I enjoy i it was another one where i thought this has some interesting elements that i think i would be interested in the idea of uh, an immortal group of people a mystery and that sort of thing and i kind of found as the sins were rolling in that i might my instinct was to kind of be like, Ooh, but I could ignore that for the good of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is definitely one. And I love Charlize. I mean, Oh have- yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah, she's I love her. So- I just wish I was like we, and we send these things. I wish they had thought a little more about the villain. Um, because the big pharma thing is just, I don't know. Yes, that, it's the worst part of this movie. Yeah. It really is. It's so meaningless. And, it's so villainy. It's just, yeah, it's bad. And I love, uh, is it Chiwetel Elephor? Yeah, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I think. I love but, him, yeah. but his character, and we send this to his character, just see, I don't know. I, I had a hard time, A, grasping how he even figured any of this out. Sure. Um, well, didn't you, I, see, I, didn't you see his, his serial killer <laughs> dream wars? Exactly. <laughs> And then just his, you know, which I mean, I, you know, you get like, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of characters like that in movies where they, they feel like they're doing something for the good, but it's, it's, but I, I just can't, but the way they played his character, I just, I can't think for, believe for a second he thought what he was doing was right, right, but I don't know, whatever. Yeah, sure. I think those are the couple of things I wish they'd paid a little more attention to. Mm -hmm. Sure. It is what it is. Uh, Danae, you're going to kick us off since Jonathan and I wrote on this. Uh, What were some of your favorite sins? You know, every single one that I wrote down is a one-liner. Just those are the ones that really stood out to me and kind of got me this time. But it was um, giving someone a book as a gift, <laughs> uh, bringing whatever this is to a gunfight, which I <laughs> which we know it's an axe, funny. but it just looks so funny. It's did, like, I didn't know it was an axe. Yeah. It looked like a staff. Yeah, you know, it, that it looks like this, it looked like something. the Indiana Jones staff. You know, like the like or the staff of Ra or something like that. Yeah, it looked like a World of Warcraft like mm-hmm. item you yeah. know something that you would attach to your back that's just overly ridiculously I actually, massive i i read that wrong and i actually changed it to battle axe and aaron's like no that's what i meant i meant like I don't, oh that's funny yeah, yeah. um so, i was like well i'm dumb the <laughs> the line is the women are holed up in the house with the arches and the sin is i i mean you can just say mcdonald yeah. <laughs> that's great <laughs> made me laugh um, but you can call me Andy and the sin is finishing conversations with the unconscious, uh, repeatedly kicking someone you cannot kill and <laughs> the old guard to the old garter. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Well then, <laughs> uh, Jonathan, you want to go next? Well, I wanted to mention waving at your sniper because we both, lit- we both wrote that sin. Exactly so, the same. We both yeah. literally wrote old waving garter? at your sni- sniper. Oh, waving no. at your sniper. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But it was such a funny moment because he just like he's like, hey, yeah. Uh, sending the selfie technique was really funny. Uh, so just, bad. Yeah. Uh, where is astral projection camera and why? <laughs> um, and then movie should have been titled Andy and the Immortals. Uh, that was one of those when I was writing the sin. I was like, oh, and the movie should have been called this. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, good <clears throat> stuff. Uh, movie somewhat, somehow finds a way to make its location subtitles more distracting than Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really loved that. Uh, the world can burn for all I care. And then Twitter. Um, so appropriate. Uh, and then the double bubble uh, sin mm-hmm. um, because it's awful gum. And also because they choose to spell the words the same. Uh, so we gave them two sins. Um, that one got some shout outs and love on did, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, the sudden Dudley Dursley, uh, because he doesn't look anything like he no. did when he was a kid in the Harry no. Potter movies. Uh, I, I thought that was great. Um, and people were commenting on that as well. Um, the healing of the, the braids, uh, after the, the gunshot to the head. Yeah, like, that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russian foreshadowing for Russian, rush shadowing, Chekhov's Russian. Uh, I really loved uh, just for the fact that Chekhov is indeed actually Russian. Um, let's see. The drowning over and over again for 500 years is uh, some of the the most uh, messed up stuff I've ever heard in a movie. It's almost worth a sin off. But then again, it makes me sad. And I don't like being <laughs> sad. Uh, I thought that was good. Uh, and then um, this might not be the point of this scene, but I think this car is illegally parked. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so hilarious. <laughs> so good. So very, very good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dog. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh. Every time I try to talk, wow! Is this how Aaron feels when we're okay? We're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com/bts. So go fill it out. All right, let's move on to keeping tabs. 
The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're just going to talk a little bit about the process of the sins. Um, who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us what they're I'll keeping tab on? I, I didn't really have anything that interesting. I, I looked up some stuff on how to play sequence. Uh, <laughs> nice. Because I didn't know I didn't know what I was going to do, and I never played it. And then I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this game sounds terrible. So, And it sounds like something Aaron probably loves, so I think I'm going to make fun of it. We do play sequence at our house. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> And uh, no, but I'm sure it's fun. I just I couldn't figure out. I it was just it was very confusing uh, yeah. when I when I read about it. And then I looked up I looked up how many videos we've done for Cinema Sins, which we already talked about. Yeah. And uh, I did some research on X Men villains and Mister Sinister and all that stuff, which we we did do a little sin about that. But um, I I still can't. I it's crazy to me. It's like uh, it it maybe it's not the same thing, but it's it's it'd be like if there had been seven Fantastic Four movies. And and Doctor Doom mm-hmm. hadn't been a villain yet. That's that's kind of that's kind of how it feels. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't didn't do a whole lot of in depth research or weird stuff this week. Today, what about you? Um, I definitely looked some stuff up for Ted. Uh, I'm just a few quick things that I searched. Does Ted smoke weed properly? Now, um, just just for clarity here, we have not talked about Ted in this episode yet. That comes in the outtakes. So. No, I know, but that's all I that's all I have. No, for no, you. no, it's fine. I just want for somebody that's listening, hilarious. like, wait, did I miss uh-huh. the Ted section of no, the conversation? No. I just thought I just jumped right into it because <laughs> um, I knew that I I knew that I researched some fun things for that. I, I don't want to talk about uh, Doctor Who ever again mm-hmm. in Mandalorian. I just fangirled out on. So yes, <clears throat> the other things I looked up for Ted are uh, how do you properly. Uh, wash a teddy bear and can you put a teddy bear into a bath because there's this moment whenever he bathes and i thought that would be a really poor idea like Mm -hmm. how would he even be able to get himself Mm -hmm. out you know which just there's so many anatomy questions in ted anyway uh turns out there are videos on youtube of people giving teddy bears baths so i watched one of those it made me very uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) uh and that's all that i have this Um, week and if you want to watch ted uh, go to go to patreon.com right slash cinema sense yeah. that's yeah. true yeah if you're a sync club member uh you can watch the ted video that is true um <laughs> that has been on there as well as some of the uh the new um sinmentaries we're doing the sin commentaries mm-hmm. where we're having the writers talk about the videos uh, as they watch them together those are fun too yeah. um i am <laughs> just going to quickly mention that it was it was nice to do a super taster shout out in the old guard yeah, uh, that video was cool. Um, and then also behind the scenes, I was trying to think of the, uh, the movie that had the weighing the gun by knowing, like knowing there were bullets in it by weighing it. And we we had this huge conversation in our, our slack and everybody was trying to figure it out. And we eventually got there and it was in the line of fire, which I used in the, um, the sin. So what was so funny about that is we were all like Aaron, um, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that you did that. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm having all this rush back of memory because you post something that's essentially, hey, I'm doing this thing for a script. What's the movie where somebody weighs? Can tell there's up, can, no bullets in the gun because of the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And so suddenly everyone's just jumping in on it. And I didn't comment because I'm terrible at this anyway, but I started to Google it. And then Jeremy comments, I'm on and I'm Googling it. And you've got all these people. And so um, several minutes later, Aaron's like, found it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
just remember Jerry being like, well, what the hell, man? (laughs) Why'd you waste all our time then if you were just going to find it yourself? Yeah, it was almost, he was disappointed that he didn't find it. Yeah. But it's just a testament to how much this team loves to just jump on and do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then I want to finish with a first. Uh, The very first audio keeping tabs. Uh, I have taken a section of my narration recording uh, that I would like to play for you because there are just these moments that I think you might enjoy um, where you, there's, I have trouble pronouncing certain things and oh, it's just okay. kind of one, it, it's like there, there's, I was actually looking for something else one. in the, what's that? Is that, what is it? What's the penguin thing? Oh, penwing. The, the penwing. Yes, penwing. yes. I keep yeah. saying penwing. Um, no, but it, but it is one of those things where, uh, it just, it, it just happens. So we'll, we'll take a listen to it and you know, if it doesn't work, then we'll never do an audio sin again. But, uh, <laughs> but I did want you to hear this. Here you go. Comments do because they're made of ice, but you distinctly said meteor. So my, um, actually stance. So my, um, actually, actually, oh man. Um, actually, <laughs> actually, ing, actually, ing, actual, actually, ling. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> my, my tongue does not want to do that. Actually, ling. Actually. Oh, no. Actually, ing. Actually, ing. Actually, ing. Actually, ing. <laughs> nope. So my um actually ing stands. Hey, Yay! that was pretty. That was pretty good. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> to be fair, that's not a word. So like, so I mean, good. It's. You know, that is difficult sometimes. Oh, I can't even oh imagine the stuff we make you guys say sometimes. Congratulations. That's a tough one. Thanks yeah, for sharing for sure. that, though. That's great. Well, That's I, I thought people might find that interesting because, you know, it is the perspective when you listen, you watch these things that the narrator just reads all this stuff. And yeah. it is so mm-hmm. different than that when you're when yeah. you're recording. And there are, there are so many instances of me struggling through something and then giving myself a pat on the back at the end like I did there where it's like, like hey, hey, I did it. Oh, it was actually okay. Yay! <laughs> so. I'm just imagining like Ashley laughing while mm-hmm. trying yeah. to put all that together. Uh-huh. So anyhow, I thought you guys might enjoy that one. That was uh, funny. So there you go, a little audio keeping tabs. If that's something actually, you like, let, let me know. I'm, I'm. I can't say it. It's it's just it's a hard one for me. I have uh, trouble with the word regularly because of the L's. Um, and so anytime there's like multiple L's next to each other, my mouth just doesn't want to do it. So. Um, yeah, the funniest story with that, I, I don't know if I've told that on this podcast. I'm sure I've told it publicly somewhere before, but the funniest story with my trouble with consecutive L's is after I went through my medical event where I had died for a little bit and then, you know, I'm recovering that kind of stuff. And I was talking about the stats about recovery from what I went through. And it's, they're pretty stark. Um, mm-hmm. like I think the stat I was talking about was how many people come through what I came through, um, not in the hospital actually come through, uh, without any brain damage. And it's a very low percentage, like, you know, 4%, 3%, something like that. And so I'm saying, so the stats say that there's only, you know, 3% of people like me who have come through without any neurological damage. (laughs) It's like, oh no, is it happening again? (laughs) And everybody in the room just died. Well, I mean, at first I think you'd be concerned, like, oh my God, is he like something else? Is he having a stroke? Right, yes, like, no, exactly. Yeah. Oh That's, God. yeah, yeah. So anyhow, it can, it can, it can come in handy to be able to, to say words that have multiple L's uh, oh next God. to each other. All right, let's That's move on amazing. to the comment section. I, what you're I appreciate your honesty. 
You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're going to talk about a comment from the week's videos or possibly Discord or Twitter or wherever else you want to pull them from. Um, I'll start on this one. Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, old guard video. The comment is this. Do humans have an off button on the side of their neck? In fact, yes, we do. If you smack someone in the car, uh, car, 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 carotid, carotid, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and when you smack someone, ironically, there are no L's. Yeah, in that no one, L's, but... <laughs> no L's. There, just totally forgot that word. If you smack someone in the carotid artery hard enough, it can cause a sudden surge of blood to the brain that can cause syncope, syncope, syncope. Let's go with syncope. Uh, that's when two people urinate on? at the same time. Syncope. Oh, uh, problem is know. this effect will only last a few seconds at best, or you know, kill them. Um, so I did want to mention that. Uh, yeah, I actually I think the sin stands. Um, yeah. There is no off button. You can't turn somebody off and back on. However, you can make yeah. them pass out. No, that's that's legit. I learned that in martial arts. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I uh, did want to mention that. So that can be a little bit of a you done messed up A.A. Ron, if, if you like. But uh, who else? Danae, what do you got? Uh, I was looking at, uh, the YouTube comments on Dr. Who just to kind of get an idea of, um, I don't know, like how the general reaction was and it wasn't too bad. There's a lot of people kind of weighing in things like this. Um, so, but I'm just going to go with the top comment, which is from night captain Roswell. It says, it's just for jokes. Don't get mad. It's just for jokes. Don't get mad. It's just for jokes. <laughs> and, uh-huh. uh, I know you saw that one because TV Sins liked it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's good stuff. Jonathan, what do you got? Oh, our, our friend Mimi Lord is back. Um, <laughs> good. <laughs> also known as Meme Lord on the New Mutants. Uh, the comment was, there's nothing new about these mutants. Uh, nicely done, Mimi Lord. Nicely done indeed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if Mimi Lord comes back, I've just, uh, that's who I've got to read. So. That's right. That's right. I wonder if Mimi Lord knows how famous they are. Um, here, I also here saw Sweet Chicken Sir in the YouTube comments on Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Um, it's just it's fun to see like some uh, some fans that we are getting to know more and more. Yeah, that's really fun. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on to Beyond the Sin to Infinity and Beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest dream to boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to chat about something else in the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. And Jonathan's going to start. I started watching, my wife and I started watching uh, Bridgerton. Oh, uh, yeah. Off of the recommendation of uh, uh, Jeremy's wife, I guess. I don't know if Jeremy's actually seen it, but he was talking about his wife was watching it. So we checked it out. And well, and then we had, uh, somebody said, we read somewhere where it, somebody said it was like Gossip Girl meets The Crown. And so oh. my wife was like, oh, let's check that out. Because I um, think Jeremy described it as Pride and Prejudice with a lot of sex. I think that's it, how Jeremy it, described it. It is also that. Um, so this is uh, this is uh, Shonda Rhimes, uh, Grey's Anatomy, and uh, you know all those uh, scandal and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Uh, this is her, I believe, her first Netflix show. I know she's got a big contract with them. I think this is her first one. So, and this is it's kind of in the same vein as something like you know her other stuff, but um, because it's on Netflix and not on network television. Um, there's, uh, I, I guess there's, there's not necessarily more sex, but there's more graphic sex, I guess would be the way <laughs> right. to put it. Yeah. More um, skin, more bodies. But this is set during the early 1800s and it's dealing with, uh, 
richer society, I guess. And it's during what is called the season, which is when a lot of these families have like balls and uh, parties and celebrations. And for a lot of the reason behind that is they are trying to marry off their daughters. Uh, so, uh, that is interesting. And actually I, I looked into that a little more because I, that, I mean, I knew like stuff like that happened, but I didn't know that much about it. And looking into that was a little creepy, uh, the practices and stuff, but this is definitely more of a, an entertaining type thing. This is definitely more of like a soap opera. Um, is that, is that called like a cotillion? Like cotillion culture? Yeah. I mean, I think that's something I, that that's part of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but they're having like, they have like all the families, like they'll have these like, uh, like, like dances and like balls mm-hmm, yeah. and, and parties and stuff like that. And they'll, they'll, they'll dress up all their daughters and then all the men meet them. And then the next day, like the daughters will be like in their sitting room and the men that want to talk to them will come see them and bring their yeah. gifts. Yeah. Cotillion, yeah. Uh, a formal, yeah, yeah, yeah. a formal ball, especially yeah. one at which debu- uh, debutantes are presented. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are presented. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yes. So so anyway so this follows uh this uh this one uh woman and this this guy that doesn't want to just get married off and then a girl that wants to actually uh take her time with this they basically kind of form a pact um where they're going to pretend that they are you find all this out in the pilot they're going to pretend that they are together uh so they can kind of uh mm. accomplish some other things um I you know it's it's um I, I it's not like high art or anything like that I I I am enjoying it though the the writing is really good like um it kind of reminds me of something along the lines of like uh like Gilmore Girls or something like that like the writing it's just really sharp witty um probably nothing like these people would actually talk but um but it's very entertaining Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's also a movie that it's kind of like something along the lines of like the favorite where I can't remember what you call that, but there's a lot of like contemporary music and stuff like that, but it's, but it's, but it's, but it's put into the show itself, into the time period itself. Yeah, anachronism. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, um, so there's that and, uh, but it, it definitely, it, it, it definitely kind of has that CW vibe to it, but I think it's a little better than that. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it, but that was just the one new thing I watched this week. And um, I totally get why it's really popular. Um, and uh, I'm sure I'll watch future seasons, uh, but uh, but we're having a lot of fun with it. So uh, if any of that sounds interesting to you, check it out. It, it sounds a little like Outlander to me. Like it sounds yes. like it's got a little bit of that vibe to it. Um, so which which I remember from sending the, the pilot of mm-hmm. that. So, okay. Very nice. But it's really, oh, I should say it is really well acted. Also, it's, uh, it's, it's gorgeous to look at. Like it's the, the settings and the costumes and everything about it. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really, it's a very watchable show uh, in that way. And so, yeah. Today, what do you got? I am going to uh, talk about a YouTube channel that I found recently. It's the Emily D Baker. She is a lawyer um, and she has a podcast, uh, that, I mean, if you're interested in, in law and things like that, but I just like her, I dig her style. She, um, it's called, she uses pot, she, what she says she's a potty mouth or something. So I can't remember like her introduction, Ooh. but there's this whole, like, like cursy words. She calls them cursy words. <laughs> um, and she, uh, I found her through a couple of things. There's like this, the Britney Spears 
conservatory or the conservatorship stuff that I've just been like really curious about. And, you know, if you click on one drama channel on YouTube, it's just constantly you're you're flooded with Mm -hmm. just drama channels. And I don't like to get my news from drama channels. There's a couple of them that I'll watch for comedy purposes only. But if I actually want to find out information, um, drama channels is not the place to find information. And I've just been kind of curious about like the free Britney thing. Don't ask why. It's just something that's really interesting and intriguing to me. But she goes over the the law part of it. And so she's um, and I like her style. I like how she talks about things. Um, she's just easy to listen to. I can just stick her on in the background and kind of learn something. She has a quite the following uh, and quite an active community. There's an entire like lawyer community on YouTube. Didn't know that of, of people who just like discussing law And so some of the stuff that she covers definitely has a little bit of that drama. But again, I don't mind that because at least I'm hearing the legal parts of it and not the drama part of it, uh, which I am fascinated by. So that's kind of like how I originally found her was just a genuine curiosity about Britney Spears conservatorship. And I learned about that. But then now that I'm kind of looking around at stuff, she's covered things like Facebook and Instagram updates. So going into the terms and conditions, and I learn really well by listening. Um, And so to hear her talk about what we're agreeing to by using Instagram or using Facebook or whatever, uh, having someone go over the terms and conditions and kind of explain stuff to me is is really really helpful so i just wanted to give her a shout out because i you might like it too um emily d baker her youtube channel is called the emily d baker uh b-a-k-e-r i don't know if there's lots of ways to spell that emily is spelled e-m-i-l-y just in case that's <laughs> so helpful. that's a b not a p well, that's correct right right, okay. right. <laughs> a, that sounds uh, awesome uh, there's all so there's also there's also an element to her where because she is part of the YouTube community, there's a lot of people that send her requests to cover specific things. So there there is YouTube drama to be found on her channel, but she goes over the legal side of stuff. So um, if you're into YouTube drama, great. Uh, she just recently did one about Johnny Depp versus the Sun. So like if you see stuff out there that's just you know uh tabloids style stuff and you're and you don't know what's real what's not um there's an element of her show that does that John- but then she also actually dives into stuff that's like wait like what I said, did Facebook you say johnny show. depp versus the sun what the sun uk the sun yeah, is like johnny, a tabloid johnny depp oh, sued oh, the, 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 uh, the, the sun for the shining tabloid. too bright in the summer <laughs> okay, that makes and, more sense now. Uh, versus the actual yeah sun. No, johnny depp is taking on the solar uh the solar Amen. planet um the first result I got after searching Emily D. Baker was the truth about Emily D. Baker. Gun, gun, gun. So I don't know. I'm going to have to watch that and maybe, you know, maybe see if Emily's been into some stuff. I don't know. It just cracks me up because YouTube is so like that. Like any YouTube personality is oh, just it's like, dra- pe- it's yeah, just it's drama. drama and somebody's going to trash them and then somebody else is going to like cancel them. And then, yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Well, she has, um, she does a lot of live stuff, which I also enjoy watching. I think it's really interesting to see how personalities manage a live stream and comments coming in and then also staying on, like on task. Mm -hmm. She does a, she does a pretty good job. Um, she did say something recently. There was a, a bit of drama that was mentioned and her reaction was just like, I hope none of that's true. I don't, 
I don't I don't know what that's about, but I don't have time for it. So let's get on to yeah. the stuff. So I kind of liked how she responded to it. But just like everything on YouTube, it's probably not everybody's cup of tea. You probably, you know, you, you know yourself why you go to YouTube and for what. Uh, I Right now I'm digging Emily. So I just thought I'd, nice. I thought I'd talk about her today. Uh, I've been cramming on movies uh, for the end of the year lists and that kind of stuff. Um, Denise's favorite time of the year. Uh, lots of lists. Yeah, just should I just take things. off my headphones? No, 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 no. no. Um, I, I mean, you can if you want. I am going to talk <laughs> about a movie, so I mean, you know, you may want to check out. But, uh, but one I saw that I was not prepped for at all. I hadn't heard a lot about it, but it is on Hulu, I believe. Um, it's called The Assistant, and uh, I think it's been on Hulu for about a month now, somewhere sim- similar to that. Um, technically it was doing the circuit in 2019, I believe, but it's in the awards conversation for this year just because of rules and how stuff works or whatever. Um, but it's Julia Garner, who you may know from, um, the Netflix, the Netflix show. Uh, what is that? It just slipped my brain. Um, with Jason Bateman, Ozark, duh, I live here. Um, it's (laughs) yes. Ozark. That's probably why I forgot. I I like, I like, (laughs) I, I'm curious what Netlick is though. I want to, I want to watch that. The Netlick show. I'm joking. Did I say Netlick instead of Netflix? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So there's L's. So, you know, it's bound to happen. (laughs) Um, so anyhow, yeah. So Julia Garner's, uh, I've loved her on Ozark and she absolutely is the center of this movie. This is a day in the life movie, and it is a day in her life as somebody trying to break into the entertainment industry in the office of a big time producer. And it follows her from when she wakes up in the morning till you know when she goes to bed at night. And that is the whole movie. It's one day in her life, and it just follows every moment of that day. Those movies are hit, hit and miss for me because there is something interesting about them structurally that I find engaging, but it can also be a little bit forced or boring at times, depending on how the movie chooses to emphasize you know, what's happening in the day. But the theme of this movie is really about her naivete about what she does and about the industry she's working in being broken in the way that she's treated as a woman in the workplace. And it is, to me, one of the greatest examples of that because you are living with her through this entire day. So it's not just, you know, taking one thing and blowing it up into, you know, a big court case or a movie or whatever. It's saying, this is what happened to her that day. Here's all the little bits and pieces of what it's like to be a woman in the workplace. The the little subtle things that men in the workplace may say to you or the the things that you see that you know are wrong, but how do you handle them? You know, the sexual harassment that's going on around you um, that maybe you weren't aware of, but now you're waking up to. And there's this incredible scene where she goes to HR and basically the HR person is telling her, you know, um, not to complain and to, you know, keep it to herself and, and kind of gaslighting her in a lot of ways. Like you don't mm-hmm. really, you don't really want me to file this. Do you like, you understand how this could impact, you know, your standing here and that kind of like, it's just, it's a really interest, interesting, um, movie in that regard. And I was, I was kind of blown away by it. I, I really liked it. It made my, uh, my best of the year list and I wanted to let people know about it. So, uh, again, it's called the assistant and, uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Have, have you explained by the way on your, I do want to see that on your list though, you do top 41. Mm-hmm. Have you ever said why you do top 41? <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or, or not. I've, I can't remember. No, if no, you no, have. no, no. It's, it's funny. I get, I get that. Obviously get that question a lot. And, uh, Danae is, is almost rolling her eyes while she's nodding her head. She's heard the answer. Uh, 
uh, it's so many because times. it's his favorite number. Is that, the, is that your favorite number? See, I couldn't remember if that was it or not. Yeah, his uh, favorite okay. number is forty-one. I I have uh I have a different no, explanations. I have different explanations. I give. Um, there are Do many you really. Oh yeah, there are many. I mean, many like different purposefully? reasons. Yeah, there there are many different reasons I love the number forty one. So I have a lot I could pull from oh, from I the see. bag. I see. Uh, yeah, you know, you've done that on the. Sh- I know you've done that. I just couldn't remember if that was your number or not because it's been a minute yeah. since we had that conversation. Generally, I will give like big philosophical answers, um, mm-hmm. you know, about what it means, and you know, about the number forty two uh, in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the number forty yeah. in biblical and how it's in between the two of them. Um, and then at the end, I will just say, um, also it was the number given to me as a basketball player. And so that's why I like, yeah, it. There you um, go. so yeah, it's, it's, I, I really do like the number. And so it's kind of stuck and it's, it's one of those, you know, people know me for that number now. And I, I like that. That's kind of, fun. I just didn't know if it was like, you tried to do a top 40 and <laughs> there was always one you felt was left off. So yeah. You- I've, <laughs> yeah. I've talked about that too. The idea that, yeah. you know, there's always one more that you want to talk about. And well, and that's so, like, you know, when everybody talks about like the college football playoffs and stuff, they're always like, mm-hmm. no, we need eight. But if we had eight, you'd want 12, right? Or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, you know, uh, you can never, you never be happy. You can be happy. 16. It's, as long as you do 16, <laughs> if you're between 16 no. and 17, you don't have a reason to argue. Like, you know. Well, it, I mean, you don't, but you will. Well, <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, I mean, there's 60, what, eight now that get chosen in the, the men's basketball. And people yeah. still talk about the bubble. The difference is, <laughs> wake up, Danae. Wake up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the the difference is that argument can happen, but you still know. Look, if you were really wanted to do it, you'd if you're be in the really top my 10. friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. Check out The Assistant. Um, I think it's cool. worth your while on Hulu. Uh, and that's going to wrap it up, guys. Hey, it's our 80th show as well. That's right. It won't really? So, don't really, cool. It won't really mean anything until it's 81, though. It's that, you know, there's always got to be, <laughs> oh <my laughs> be that one more. Got to uh, be divisible by nine for it so, to matter. Yeah, something like that. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes <laughs> this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed to go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, if you've got anything that you want to send us, you can mail it to us. P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. Uh, she is at Danae Says. D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. And he uh, is at Sam Lewis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, The Game of Sequence, and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs> Happy Bobblehead Day. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash BTS. Hello, this is Danae, and I am blasted! How you doing, man? Uh, Pretty good. Tired for some reason, but pretty good. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's the first week of January. It's the worst week of the year. <sighs> it is does it really? seem that way. Yeah, absolutely. Objectively. Why is it the worst week of the year? objectively it's the worst week of the year because you're coming right out all the adrenaline of the holidays you've been eating like a, a a madman and now all of a sudden you have to deal with the repercussions and stop eating like that and then also because it's still winter and so so much winter left <laughs> nothing wrong with winter shame on you for lying what's wrong with winter i mean I just <laughs> it's cold i hate cold i will take high 90s over cold any version of cold any day
you can make yourself warmer. You can't do anything about if you're hot. Like you can't, if you're naked, you're just naked and hot. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm sorry. I checked out and came back to naked and hot. What did I... It got really bad over this last break, though. From Christmas till New Year's, we've just been doing our normal night owl routine. So we had, we pulled her out of bed this morning at like 830. And she's just like, oh, I don't want to be awake. It was really cute. She was like a little floppy, adorable baby girl. Was sweet. Yeah, we're we're like eleven or twelve. That's typically us. Uh, but my daughter, you know, she talks on the phone and stuff now with her friends. So like over Christmas break, she's been staying up till probably two, three. Okay, so let's talk about how Aaron does bedtimes with his kids. Um, Aaron <laughs> has a chart that he created when his kids were toddlers that uh, uh, dictates. Boring. <laughs> the bedtime <laughs> for each child based on age. Uh, the reason Aaron did this is because his children will argue that their brother gets to stay up later than they do. And yeah. so Aaron now has something to point to and say, it was the same for all of you at the same age. That's why Aaron wow. does it the way he does it. I just pulled it up. I you just pulled, pulled up it up. The, no way. The chart. Uh your bedtime is 7.30 until you're in the first grade so that you get 11 hours of sleep. Uh, your bedtime Good is God. 8 o'clock in the second, third, and fourth grade, 8.30 in fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, 9 o'clock, eighth, ninth, and tenth grade. In 11th grade in senior year, it is at your discretion uh, but can yeah. be changed by parents. So you do not have a bedtime starting in your junior year. I think we. my daughter's bedtime's always been like 9 because that's what mine always was. So. Right. And really, it's more like 10. So we, we never did this 7.30. That just seems like like we, torture. We, I base that. <laughs> yes, I am being dead. Uh, we we base that on the uh, recommended sleep for ages. Um, mm-hmm. And so we assumed the hour that they would be getting up for school or whatever, and then just subtracted the recommended sleep from that for their bedtime oh, yeah, no, at certain we're prob- ages. We're probably bad parents, but <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I was saying. But my but my daughter's gonna. She had a much more fun childhood. Correct. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's a trade off. I think we're probably going to end up being more like you guys, Jonathan. But I do love the idea of consistency. That's an interesting idea. (laughs) It's just I gave up on that a long time ago. We're also getting like books and material about independence and such. So she wants to read about how diapers are not forever. So Mm -hmm. we got a book on that and she's really excited. It's supposed to come on Wednesday. And so this morning she's like, is my book on diapers coming this week? And I said, yes. That's funny. I asked my wife the same thing. <laughs> She'll be four in April. So we're getting close to her fourth birthday. 420. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot her birthday's 420. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, awesome. How perfect mm-hmm. is it that my first child was born on April 1st and Danae's first child was born on 420? How perfect it's so, it's is so that? Perfect. That's crazy. Mine's July 1st. There That's cool. That's because you love the summer so much. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier today when we were doing our morning show, uh, I said, what's the show with the two guys that try to make stuff in the workshop? You didn't even say and, in the workshop. You did no, not say no, in the I workshop. To, I was trying to say in the workshop. I was trying to think of the word workshop. That's right. Because I was like, and I was, you I just stalled. said, what's the show with the two guys that make stuff? And he's like, and he just throws it out there. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is what's amazing about Aaron Dicer. You, <laughs> how do you do that? I never would have gone anyway. to Mythbusters. Uh, I don't know what I would have said. It's a gift. It's a gift. I believe it's pronounced gift. Oh, my God. I have some fun hair. Love yeah, it. you do. It's all we can see of you. It's just 
I feel like I feel like we need to take a screenshot someday and share it because essentially it's just a round circle and at the very top of that are glasses, eyes, and then hair. That's it. That's that's so what it looks do like. Do you want me to sound good or <laughs> do you want to be able to see my mouth? <laughs> I want to see your mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm definitely staying behind this mic. <laughs> My husband's the same way. He with is baseball. so, so good with statistics and numbers. Mm-hmm. and Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, he's a he's, baseball guy. So. He's kind of built this way where, like, and even dates and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. he, he His quote just earlier today was, don't doubt the date guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of, like, em- really embraces that it's his thing. And also, uh, don't date the doubt guy. You know, both of those mm-hmm. are very important, it, very uh, life, important. life skills. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. <laughs> should we start the show? We should. I'm Aaron Dicer. <laughs> oh, we have an alternate intro. Very nice. I got nothing to celebrate. What's what's next week? Next week's day. This will drop on the seventh. This week, I well, guess. Well, Jonathan, I will give you uh, uh, Jan- something on, you can use if, if you want. Uh, you could just go to like a random holidays website. There are many of them, and I guarantee you, there will always be something you could tell people happy such and such of because there's always a holiday. Every it day is, is a holiday. It is Pioneers Day in go. Libya, in Liberia, <laughs> on the seventh. There you go. Um, Happy Liberian Pioneers Day. <laughs> makes me a little bit sad we don't ever get to talk about ted ted yeah because that was the like a patri- like the patron only video oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 do you want and a moment I, do you want a moment in here in the outtakes Danae, yeah, to you talk wrote about that ted? too didn't you i was yeah. actually i did actually want to hear Danae talk about a movie where a bear <laughs> has sex with a woman right <laughs> a teddy bear you know was it yeah, it's te- was it was it a like, cucumber did he use did he use produce because he doesn't have any genitalia. Mm-hmm. Did you actually like the movie? He did say that he had sex with her with like a turnip and then he sold the turnip or some whatever it was Man, to like a family. I don't remember that. Yeah. So a lot I'm of assuming... teddy bears come with accessories. So, you know, there's all I've sorts only of seen things. It, I've only seen it one time. I don't, I don't, and I didn't really, I didn't really like it. So, Oh, really? I'm... Why? I wonder why. <laughs> Jonathan asked a good question. Did you like the movie, Danae? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, no. though. You have to admit it's it's occasionally funny. Like occasionally. S- Seth MacFarlane, for everything that we make fun of him rightfully for, uh, does have a no, well-defined yeah. sense of humor. Like, he he, he is, uh, I do find him funny. Uh, I find it's better than, it's better than Family Guy, and it's way better than A Million Ways to Die in the West, mm-hmm. or whatever that yeah. movie, terrible movie was. Okay, so here's what I wrote down. Because and the reason that I saw this is I was I'm preparing for the show today and mm-hmm. I have this one tab that I will never close and it just says Ted on my notes. I was like, oh my god, I just need to go ahead and get rid of that. But it just is a it's interesting because that we were going to release it on the main channel and and we released it to Patreon like mm-hmm. uh, only. Yeah, and it's, it's for just, the Sin Club. It's done. Um, I wrote down this is one that I didn't want to like, but I did laugh a few times despite. My just like I yeah, not exactly. wanting to yeah exactly um the part that made me laugh was when uh, Mila is cleaning up the hooker shit off the floor 
and she gets them on her thumb and Mark says, you can never cook with that hand again. The whole, <laughs> that whole scene. That's the other uh, part of the Wahlberg is really funny in that movie. He's great well, in comedies. I, I thought mm-hmm. so. I unexpectedly, agree. Other but, guys. And also just acting with nothing there. You know what I mean? Sure. And making it work to where it was kind of, kind of believable. <laughs> right. Um, I also I also like that it's just everybody just accepts that this bear is sentient. I, I mm-hmm. but I like that. Like I just mm-hmm. appreciated I that they didn't try to go into that. It was just like that almost made it better. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It did. I just but didn't it, find it that funny. Very very cynical though. Like that he's the only thing, the only one anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not. I mean, he has a little bit of like celebrity status, but they made him like a ex-celeb or a has-been celebrity like a washed up celebrity mm-hmm. essentially um but i learned something oh 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 my favorite part of the entire movie though do you want to make a guess of my do you guys remember the movie at all not, i don't remember well enough i'm i'm i remember that he has sex with the cashier that's about yeah well, that, that was, was just really crazy it was a really interesting moment. And Thunder was, Buddies. I remember Thunder Buddies. <laughs> yeah. So the part that I send in that scene was the shoes that she's wearing while she was, while, while they were having yeah, the sex. Of course she did. Because I'm like, those are the shoes you wear whenever you're standing up at a grocery store for eight hour shift? I don't think so because they were the really big haul. <laughs> um, the part that made me, I, ha- I had to stop and laugh. And then I showed it to Justin and we were, and I laughed and laughed is the fight scene. When they're in the hotel. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And he just attacks. It goes on for so long. Yeah. And for and and it's one of those things we've talked about. The more it goes on, the more mm-hmm. like the funnier it becomes. And then it kind of dulls. And then all of a sudden he's smacking Mark's bare ass with like this antenna. And it's just the dumbest thing. But it's incredibly believable in a weird way because they're just like tearing up this room and it's just this teddy bear attached to this guy. And I don't know why, but that but scene killed me. Yeah. That's the that's the Kristen Shaw is a horse thing though, right? It right, goes yeah. on so yeah. long. It like it's funny, then it's not, then but it kind of becomes funny again. And it reminded <laughs> me of like a born identity fight where like the music cuts out mm. and it's just straight up oofs and like punches it, but it's a teddy bear attached to a person and it was actually kind of cleverly done too. Mm-hmm. I watched it enough times that I still can remember Chris, the fight sequence pretty well. Chris, I never saw the sequel, but Chris, just the other day, Chris told me that Ted Two is funnier than Ted, which got me like, do I need to see Ted Two? But I did. <laughs> but, I, but I really don't want to. But is it just because it's like they just kind of go overboard with it, like it's just nuts? Or I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did it's, you see? It? I, I will answer both of your questions. Uh, that Ted, happens with comedy sequels a lot. Ted Two is funnier than Ted. And no, you don't need to see it. Uh, so That's funny. consider your questions answered. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also um, I, I did play. So I, I played the fight scene for my husband and then I played the fuck you thunder song for him as well, <laughs> which I, I also did, yeah. found to be my most my also my most favorite part as far as like the parts that. See, it's funny. It's a funny movie. It really is. But like the, it's. But the rest of the movie is so fucking dumb, and uh, so many of the jokes don't land for me. And that's Seth MacFarlane for mm-hmm. me. Like Seth's right. jokes don't land for me. And so uh, the three standout laughs are enough for me to just like be like, yeah, I laughed a few times. Here's the moments I laughed. I couldn't have told you what they were until I read my notes, though. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like I'm like, oh, my God. But that's me. You know, yeah. I forget my stuff. Yeah, that's totally. not anything surprising. Here's my mouth. <laughs> Here's my mouth. 
<laughs> Jonathan's out of context quote <laughs> for the episode. Here's my mouth. It's like me. What was it? Ass was the one we ass. <laughs> Jonathan's. Here it is, Aaron. Oh. <laughs> Here's my mouth. That is, man, the foreplay, the talk, the dirty Shit. talk, Jonathan. It's just it's too much. I have to tell you one thing, though, that I learned. It's Teddy Ruck's pin, not bin. Did you, I, did oh, you yeah. think it was Teddy yeah. Ruck's bin? Yeah, it's Ruxpin. Yeah. yeah. Pin with yeah. a P. Yes. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. That's amazing. That was like that was like I, the height of technology it, at one point. I thought it was a mistake. I was put, like, no, it's Teddy Ruxpin, right? Like, fucking, and I go look at it. No, putting a fucking cassette tape into a bear. It's like everybody's <laughs> like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I don't remember it. Like, I I remember I, I I've heard Teddy Ruxpin, but I always thought it was a B. Nope. Anyway, I think that we're blew a few my years mind. Different. You know, so that's probably why, like you, like I, because I was a little, I was a little old for it. She also thought they were called Cabbage Batch Kids. Um, nice. She had to look that mm-hmm. one up as well. Yeah, like a batch of children. Yeah, of course, like- Cabbage Batch. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 